Yeah, 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 yo! It's another chin check, baby, and we ain't got no jewels, but we're definitely running this motherfucking shit right here. So this week we're leading up to our first visit to Fight Island UFC 251, and what a goddamn card that's gonna be! There's been changes, yeah, there's been changes. But hey, it ain't changing the fact that this is gonna be phenomenal So, hey, take a seat We're gonna break this motherfucker down So you ready people? Let's go Okay, so The, um, <laughs> the night starts off Man, this fight car for... 251 is yo it's deep and just the early prelims <laughs> oh man the early prelims have got some points so we start off in the bantamweight division people so we've got davy grant who's 11 and 4 against martin day who is 8 and 3 so let's look at this shit okay so dangerous davy grant Hailing from uh, Bishop Auckland You know what I mean? UK zone Didn't realise homie was 34 But um Okay so he is On a one fight winning streak You know He's I don't know, He came to the UFC Um In what 2013 2013 And he lost to Chris Holdsworth But he then I think he like was it Played with injuries So he came back in 2016 With a win over Marlon Vieira And it's kind of been You know Up and down a little bit So then he lost the next two To um, Damien Stasiak and Manny Bermudez But as I said, look, he won his last fight against Gregory Popov It was a split decision And that was on the um, uh, UFC Fight Night 163 card in November uh, Zabit against Kator uh, Yeah, November 2019 So he's been out for a minute Right, he's definitely been up for a minute, but you know, like Grant, he does like his submissions. You know, does like his submissions. Um, so he's won by him and he's lost by him. Um, I think, yeah, mostly that's how he's winning. You know, he's won a fight by TKO. Back in the day, but that's 2012, you know. Um, since then, he's winning either by submission or it's going the distance. So we have that. Now, his opponent, right? The Spartan, Martin Day. 
Okay, so, um, you know, this is only going to be second fight, right? Only going to be second fight in the UFC's first fight was on the Blades in Gano 2 card, where he lost a split decision to um, Ping Yang Lu. Um, now, that was November, but that was November 2018. So, uh, yeah, Day's been uh, inactive for a while. Um, now, he's... Uh, you look at his record, so, you know, it, he his record's a little bit different, you know, so he is, he, it looks like it's mostly, he's winning by, I, he's got a KO, you know, a KO, a TKO, um, one submission, no, like a couple of submissions, you know, Hmm. So it looks like he might have a bit more punching power than Grant, but you know the 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 TKO, the last one was outside the UFC. You know, so like we don't know what that opposition is really like. I think with the inactivity, I'm gonna give this one to um. I think Grant. I mean, we're going to give this one to Grant. You know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, although his fight was November 19, day, <laughs> yeah, it was November 18. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go with uh, Davy Grant for the win. Okay, so next we jump to the women's bantamweight division, and we've got Vanessa Mello, who is ten and seven, against Carl Rosa, who's twelve and three. So let's take a look. So Miss Sampatia um, Mello, she is um, she's coming off. Um, a loss, okay, um, well, a couple of losses, you know, she, yeah, yeah, both of her, uh, you know, UFC fights have gone the wrong way, now, they weren't, they both did go to the decision, um, so last time out, she lost to Tracy Cortez, uh, that was November 2019 on the Blakovich Jacare card. And before that, she lost to Irene Aldana. Um, and that was September 2019 on the Rodriguez Stevens card. So, you know, both real good competitors. Ardana and um, Cortez. I mean, Ardana's fighting, I think, Holly Holm in her next fight. So, yeah, you know, you know, it, you, you, it's nothing to scoff at, you know, losing to uh, either of those. Um, now, if we, if we look at what she seems to be doing, it looks like most of her fights are going the decision route. Um, you know, she's got a 
couple of, uh, you know, submissions. But, yeah, I don't know. The last one was, what, 2015? So it looks like Melo, you know, she's probably going to go a decision. Okay? So let's take a look at, uh, you know, Rosa. Now, Rosa, the younger fighter. And, um, yeah, so she is, she's on a bit of a win streak, a free fight win streak. She won her first fight in the UFC, and that was against Lara Fritzson Prokopio um, on the Andrade Zhang card in August last year. So that was a split decision. Um, yeah, but, you know, she won, and then the fights before that, uh, it was a TKO win, and then before that, she got a, you know, arm triangle choke, so she's definitely coming in with the confidence, yeah, definitely coming in with the confidence, now she's got, you know, a few submissions, um, a few TKOs, so she does look a little dangerous, you know what I mean, does look a little dangerous, and her record-wise, you know, they're both, I, 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 I would probably say that Rosa's got a better record, she's 12 and 3, you know, Mello's 10 and 7, I've, I feel that you know, Rose is going to come in with the confidence here, you know, on a free fight winning streak and all, so yeah, I think Rosa is going to, she's going to come and take that fight, okay, so now we jump to the flyweight, well, I mean, or say we go down to the flyweight, and we've got Rulan Pavia, Against uh oh my days, Ooh, um, Jagalas Shagamolov. Oh, I really just ruined that one. Okay, so let's take a look. So um, Paviev, uh, you know he's twenty four. He's nineteen and three. So he's got a good record. He's so he's coming off a win. Uh and that was against Mark De La Rosa uh in February this year. So that was on the um Anderson Blakovich 2 card and he won that fight by KO in the second round. Um yeah, so you know, he's Currently had three fights in the UFC. He lost the first two, but they were to Kai Kara France and um, Rogerio Bonterin. So uh, yeah, you know, a tough, tough opposition. And he came to the UFC via um, you know the the first season of the Brazilian Contender Series. Alright, so, um, you know, his record, it's like, he, yeah, he's got a bit of a mixture, really, he's got submissions, 
He's got decisions. He's got TKOs. You know, TKOs, KOs. Yeah, it looks like uh, Paviev has done it all. So uh, he's definitely a tricky opponent. Now, his opposition, Zuma Golovov, um, who's slightly older. He's 31 and he's uh, 13 and 3. Alright, so this will be his UFC debut. And he is coming off a four-fight win streak. So he's been doing his thing in Fight Nights Global. Um, yeah, like, it seems that he started off his career with, like, TKOs, had a submission, you know? But of late, those last four wins were all decisions. And the the last one was a split. Okay. Uh, and that was October 2019. Okay. But, oh, they were five rounds. So, looks like he was the champion over there. So, yeah, we can see that, he, you know, he's dealt with high pressure, high pressure fights, you know, and he's full, you know, he's full UFC caliber fighters, he, he beat Tyson Nan, um, <clears throat> so yeah, he, and, um, Ali Bakker, Bagger Nudonov, um, so, you know, he's full tough people, and he, he's got that four fight win streak, Hmm, now, I think though, right, even though he's got a four-fight win streak, I think I might give this to um, Paviev, just because I think he's got more of a, um, more ways to win, right, so we can see that he's got the knockout power, he can also submit you, right, um, and he's been doing more of that of late. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Paviev for the win with this one. So, now we get to the main event of the prelims. And we've got Marcin Tabora, who's 18-6. and six, Against Alexandra Romanov, who's 11-0. and 0. So, uh, yeah, you know, got an impressive unbeaten record there. Has, uh, hmm, um, hold on, I think, I think there may have been an alteration. Let me just give a little check here. Okay, yes, okay, hmm, Sheardog was showing uh, uh, the wrong fighter, <laughs> but it is Romanov fighting, and uh, yeah, so, hmm, Romanov looks tasty, so he's been fighting in Eagles Fighting Championship, um, it looks like his last fight was... February 2019, um, 
So yeah, he's either TKOing you or uh, submitting you. <laughs> that that just seems to be what uh, Romanov, otherwise known as King Kong, has. Uh, yeah, that's what he's been doing, right? Um, so now, Tabora, let's take a look at uh, what uh, he's been doing. So uh, you know. He, uh, yeah, he's coming off a win. Okay, so he beat uh, Sergei, Sergei Spakiov, um, Spakiov. God damn it, I can't pronounce that. Uh, it was on the Bermudez Figueredo uh, card in February uh, this year. He won by decision, uh, which righted a two fight losing streak. Yeah, yeah, he he's been having a tough time, you know. He uh, you know came to UFC in twenty sixteen, um, and he lost that fight to Timothy Johnson. But then he went on a three fight winning streak, and it looked like oh, could he be a challenger? But he he lost a bit of a lackluster fight against uh the Doom. Then he got knocked out by Derek Lewis. He beat Stefan Struve. And uh yeah, then he lost to um Shamil Abadarikov and Augusto uh Sasky. Uh so yeah, he's um he's you know, last fight he kind of righted the ship, as it were. Um of late, he's been kind of going to decisions. Um, you know, he he does have TKO power. You know, which he showed early on uh, in his second and third UFC fights, but we haven't really seen that of late. But since he's been fighting out of Syndicate and John Wood. Has been uh, taking over his uh, his his training. We have seen a better Tibora. Um, hmm. But but I I feel that um, yeah, Romanov is just you know he's on that. 11 fight win streak And he's been taking names So I think he's just going to be Really confident You know He won't care if it goes to the ground And uh, yeah I, I think he he's I think he's going to have the edge here You know But I think this is a a great fight To uh, you know End the pre The um, early prelims And bring us into the main prelim card As it were So yeah I do look forward to it Okay so we start the prelims In the lightweight division And we've got uh, Leonardo Santos Who's 17-4-1 Against Roman Bagatov, who is 10-0, right, so yeah, 
man, you know, Bagadov is, uh, yeah, coming in. You know, he's definitely going to have the confidence, right? So, uh, this is his UFC debut. Um, you know, his last fight was in August 2019. And that was for M1 Challenge. And he won via TKO in the third round. Um, it looks like, uh, yeah, he's... I know he he's mainly got um submission wins like triangle chokes, um, arm triangle, yeah, it's a, a good few arm triangles, a shoulder choke, but yeah, it looks like the um arm triangle kind of f- seems to be his go to, so uh, hmm. That's interesting, and the TKO was from a shoulder injury to his opponent. So, now, Santos, who's uh, the older fighter, he's 40, um, and yeah, he's, you know, he's 17, 17 wins. So, uh, yeah, definitely the more experienced of the two, and... Yeah, you know, Santos, he's got submissions as well, (laughs) and he's got a variety of submissions, okay, so yeah, he's got those, he came to the UFC in 2013, Um, yeah, you know, he hasn't had the most, um, you know, prolific of careers, like, uh, I think two fights a year seems to be the most we've had out of him. And he, there's, there was a break from 2016 um, before his last fight, which was January 2019. So I'm not quite sure what that was about, you know, possibly injuries, you know. Um, so yeah, that last win was against Stevie Ray on the Gustafsson Smith card, UFC uh, Fight Night 153, and he won that via, um, KO, you know, um, and yeah, I, I, I feel the experience and just the variety that he's bringing to the table, I think Santos is, uh, yeah, I think Santos is going to take, um, yeah, I think he's going to take that one, you know, uh, because, you know, they both, they both been out for a, a, a little while, right, so I, I, I don't think that, is an advantage to either of them. So yeah, I think it will come down to experience and the weapons they bring. And I think Santos, he comes heavy in both of those categories. You know? Uh so yeah, I'm gonna go with Santos on uh that one. Uh so next up people we um we go to the featherweight division and we've got Matt Kwan Amikani 
Yeah, against Danny Henry. Uh, which, yeah, that should be a good fight. Now, the hatchet, Danny Henry. He's uh, 12 and 3. Now, he's coming off a loss. But he was to Dan Eek. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, hey. That is not an easy outing for anyone. And that was a rear naked choke in the first round. Uh, and it was on the Till Mastodolf uh, card uh, back in March 2019. Before that, he did win his first two uh, UFC fights against uh, Daniel Tamar and Hakim Dawal. Dawadu, um, and, you know, Henry, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he's won a few fights by TKO, he's got some good submissions on his record as well, um, he, he's gone to a few decisions, but, yeah, submissions are his thing, really, so, um, now, let's take a look, at uh, Amakani, you know, Mr. Finland, who is 15 and 4. Uh, he's also coming off a loss. Uh, that was to Shane Burgos, who got the um, TKO finish in the third. And that was on the Massaval Diaz card, UFC 244, uh, November last year. And if you remember that fight, Mac um Amakani was winning that for he won that first round and you saw him he was he you could see him slowing at the very end of the first but then Burgos just kind of took over um now before that he'd beaten Jason Knight and Chris Fishgold so Amakani you know he's got submissions of his own you know He's got, uh, yeah, submissions. Is his kind of go-to for a finish, really? Um, although he does have a flying knee uh, finish. That was against Andy Ogle back in 2015. Um, but, you know, I, I think when it comes to groundwork... I think I'm probably going to give the edge to Henry, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I think, um, I think old, uh, Hatchet is, uh, yeah, I think he's going to take this one, so, uh, I don't know, we'll see what happens with that, but, um, next up we go to the welterweight division, I think it's our, our first trip to 170, and we've got Alessi uh, Zaleski Dasonios against Muslim uh, Salikov. Okay, which, yo, this, ooh, this is going to be a good fight. So the king of kung fu, Salikov, who is 16 and 2. Man. So, uh, you know, he came to the UFC in 2017. And um, he he started with a loss, right? So he lost to Alex Garcia. Um, 
That was a Bisping Gastelum card. But after that rocky start, he uh, pulled off three victories. So the next two fights, he won by KO. That was Ricky Rainey and um, Nordin Taleb. And his last fight against Loreno uh, Staropoli, uh, that was via decision. And um, that was on the Maya Askarin card uh, in October last year. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we can see that, um, you know, Salakov, yeah, he's got KO power, you know. Definitely KO power. He's got a few um a few submissions, you know. Um his last one was in 2017, though. Right? Uh so definitely a dangerous opponent. Now, old Caparera dos Santos, he's 22 and 6. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's pretty nifty out there. His last fight was a decision over Alexi Concheco, uh, and that was March this year on the um, Lee Oliveira card, uh, fight night 170. So, uh, yeah, he's coming off a win. Um, he lost to... Um, Jing Zhong Li, uh, you know, but before that, man, he, uh, he was just rolling off the wins, man, you know, he had seven wins, so, you know, he lost his first fight in the UFC against Nicholas Dolby in, um, May 2015 on the Alvarez card, man, that was like fight night 67, but yeah, after that, he went on a seven fight win streak, um, yeah, last, you know, beating Curtis Millander, um, but yeah, you know, Zhang Zhang Li uh, stopped that little streak, but he righted the ship against Concheco, um, this year, and yeah, Dos Santos, he, he's got, you know, a variety of ways to uh, finish you. You know, he's got flying knees, you know, spinning wheel kicks. <laughs> hey, he, you know, he's got submissions. So, uh, yeah, he's got a variety of weapons. So, um, this is an interesting fight for sure. It's definitely an interesting fight, but I kind of feel that, um, yeah, I think the Sonyos has got the edge over uh, Salahov, you know, so yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think he's, um, you know, got just enough to pull off the win, it is definitely, definitely going to be a fight though. These two are going to bring it for sure. Um, and so our main event of the prelims, you know, it's a good one. Light heavyweight, Vulcan Uzumir. 
You know, he's had 17 and 4 against Jari um, Prokaharza, who's 26, 3 and 1. So, you know, um, Denzia, yeah, he's 27. And, whew, he's, uh, you know, he's the risen champion. You know, coming to the UFC, he's making his debut here, and he is on, god damn it, he is on a win streak and a half, whoa, (laughs) oh god, man, he is coming with the confidence, so let's have a look, so it's like, it's a 10 Fight winning streak. Whoa. Uh, his last fight was um, on New Year's Eve. So it was that big risen uh, card that they had there. And it was a uh, first round knockout of CB Dolloway. So, um, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's. Uh, yeah, he is all confidence, and, hey, it looks like he just wants to knock you out, you know what I mean, he's got a couple of submission wins, but, yeah, mainly, he is coming to, uh, yeah, put hands on you, as they say, so, um, Uzumir, you know, Mr. No Time, um, he's on a two-fight win streak, right, so he's, uh, you know, yeah, they, they've both, they both last fought in December, so Uzumir, he beat, uh, Alexander Rakic, um, on the Edgar, uh, Korean zombie card, uh, it was a split decision, uh, before that, he got the the knockout of Elia Latifi on the Shevchenko Kamush 2 card. Um, man, so he has been in the UFC since 2017, you know, started off with a free fight win, um, you know, win streak, um, Ovin St. Prue, Misha Serkinov and Jimmy Manavar. He then lost um, the next three, so uh, Daniel Cormier, Anthony Smith, which, yeah, you know, that was a uh, a tough one, and Dominic Reyes, which, uh, you know, I, I felt he won that fight, it was a split decision, but yeah, he righted the ship with the next two so, hey, you know, they both have knockout power, you know, both knock knockout power, and, uh, I mean, Uzumir, he's got a submission, like, early in his career, 20, 2012, and, you know, we saw him have attempts against Anthony Smith, but it was all a bit messy. So I definitely think that um Pokazakai 
has the advantage in that field. But um yeah no. I I I feel that you know Jari he, he's making his UFC debut for sure. But fighting in Japan, he's used to quiet arenas. Right? So Fight Island, that's going to be I think he's going to be best suited for that environment. Um yeah. And he's coming off a 10 fight win streak So yeah I think he's going to do I think he's going to come into the UFC With a bang You know what I mean Yeah I think he's going to come with a bang Um, Yeah But I think that's an awesome fight To usher us into the main card God damn it because I, I feel that fight is going to give us fireworks. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's the perfect setup. The perfect setup for a hell of a main card. Okay, so, oh, man, now we're in the main card, people. And we start off with a women's flyweight fight. We've got Amanda Rebus, who's 9 on 1, against Paige Van Sant, who's 8 and 4. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be a good fight. Um, now, let's take a look, okay? So, 12 gauge Paige, you know, still only 26, 8 and 4. She has definitely been plagued by injuries. You know, she came to the UFC in 2014. Um, you know, started off with three wins. Kellen Karan, uh, Felice Herring and Alex Chambers lost to Rose. You know, then beat Beck Rawlins. Lost to uh, Michelle Walderson and Jessica Rose Clark, but won her last fight. Uh, won her last fight uh, via armbar against Rachel Oshevich. Uh That was though January 2019. So it was a while back. It was on the Sahudo Dillashaw card. So. Yo, that was the first um, ESPN card, right? Fight Night 143. That was a fun card. Um, and that was a back and full fight. Oh, I, I, yeah. Olchevich, you know, had, had near, was in some good positions for to get the win herself. Um, but, yeah, since then, Van Sant has definitely been uh you know injury prone um now she's you know she's got some uh yeah a few submissions a couple of KOs um yeah but you know she's mainly a submission but you know what I mean, like, but she is fighting Amanda Rebats, who same age, twenty six. She's nine and one, and goddamn Rebats is 
Ooh, she's on a bit of a tear. So she came to the UFC in 2019. So she had three fights. Um, three fights that year. After, you know, being out of the game for three years. You know what I mean? So before the UFC, she hadn't fought since 2016. So she came back, beat Emily Whitmore, then uh, Mackenzie Dern, and then uh, Ronda Marcos. Um, No, sorry. She had two fights 2019. The Ronda Marcos fight was March this year. Ugh. But, like, the last two fights, the Marcos and the Dern fight, both went to decision. But they were dominant displays. You know what I mean? Dominant striking performances. And the Whitmore fight, she won via rear naked choke. So, Rebus, you know, she's got so many weapons. You know, she's got uh, a few TKO wins. She's got submission wins. And different type of submissions as well. So, knee bars, rear naked chokes. You know? Um, And we know she can go, you know, the full 15. So, yeah. I, I, I think... You know, although Rebus hasn't got as many fights as um, Van Sant, she, I feel she's got more weapons. I feel she's got more weapons and she's looked so dominant. Yeah, I don't think Van Sant has ever looked like just, you know, that much above her opponent. So, yeah, she's got more fights. And she is tough. You know, there's no denying that. Paige is tough. You know, she's scrappy. But skill-wise, Rebus. There's levels to this shit, man. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm taking Rebus on uh, that one. So, uh, next up, people... We've got a women's strawweight fight. And this is a rematch. So we've got Dress- Jessica Andrade, who's 20 and 7, against Rose Namanunes, who is 9 and 4. So experience wise, you know, Andrade is, uh, yeah, you know, she's, you know, way ahead. But we saw that first fight. Right, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we we saw what happened there. Now, Andrade is coming off a loss, so that was the first round TKO to uh, Wiley Zhang, um, and that was in August 2019. So, but before that, you know, she was on a four fight win streak, beat Claudia Gajaya. Then uh, Tisha Torres, Carolina Kokovic, and um, Rose Nana Nunes. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we know she's got skills, right? Um, you know, she, yeah, she's got submissions, 
you know, she's actually, she, yeah, she's submitted people, um, you know, she came to the UFC in, what, 2013, <sighs> man, that was, uh, you know, Johnson v. Mar- Moraga, um, you know, she lost to Liz Camouche, but, yeah, she's fought just everyone, and she's beaten, you know, people like Raquel Pennington, Rosie Sexton, Sarah Marais, you know, Jessica Penney, Joanne Calderwood, you know, Angela Hill, Claudia Gadea, as I said. So she has fought everyone. She's beat, fought John J. Keck, you know, she lost that fight though. So yeah, she, you know, she's fought everyone. She's got submissions. Um, that last submission was against Joanna Calderwood, which was a guillotine choke. Back in 2016. And we know she's got that. You know. Knockout power. Um, But Rose. Fug Rose. Fug Rose. Fug Rose. Now we haven't seen her since. That slam KO. To Andrade. Which frankly. Is probably a good thing. You know because. God damn, she, you know, I mean, she was, that was a slam to the head, you know, that was, oh, like, you thought that, you know, she could have been really injured from that, but, you know, she wasn't, luckily enough, um, so, yeah, I think this will give her enough time to rest, heal, and just come back to be able to put on a, you know, a top-notch performance, and, yeah, she was clearly winning that fight. You know, she was just picking Andrade apart. And it was just the fact that she kept hold of that Kimura, which, you know, made her lose. You know, got her slammed on her head. So, uh, you know, Rose can, you know, she can do it all. You know, she's got submissions. Um, not really any, you know, knockouts, right? So the Junjacek first fight is a TKO, right? But you know, I I I feel that when Junjacek said it was too due to a weight cut, I I think we can see that that was probably true. But Rose has got that, you know, like Nick Diaz and um, Nate. You know, she will just keep on hitting you. So she just wears you down, you know. So, yeah, I think it's going to be like the first fight, but without the slam. You know, so, yeah, I'm taking Rose for the win with, uh, you know, this one. And, um, yo, now, man, now it gets crazy, you know what I mean, because, yeah, we have got three championship fights, 
three championship fights. And all of them have got caveats attached to them. You know what I mean? So, Peter Yan against... Sorry, Pieta Yan against Jose Aldo uh, for the vacant bantamweight title. Right, so... um, yeah, let's look at this one. So, um, Yan is, you know, old No Mercy. He's 14 and 1, right? He's on a what? Mm, nine fight win streak. You know what I mean? Which is pretty tasty. He came to the UFC in 2018, and yeah, just you know, beating everyone. Like I, I think his biggest challenge was, you know, when he was put on his ass by John Dobson, right? But yeah, I don't think he's really lost many rounds. You know, in his uh, in his fights, and yeah, you know, he's gone to deci- uh, to a, a good few decisions, but he's also knocked out people, knocked out people, had a few TKOs, and all of that. Um, his last fight was in December against some um, Uriah Faber on the Usman Covington. Card where he won by a head kick. I mean, Faber wasn't like it wasn't a, a one way show. Faber was looking good in that fight, and Faber was hitting him, right? So that's where this gets interesting. You know what I mean? That's where it gets interesting. Now, yeah, he's got a submission, but that was 2015. You know, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm, you know, we're mainly looking at uh, Yan as a uh, you know, uh, a, a puncher, really. Now, Junior Jose Aldo, man, that record 28 and 6, it's insane, and he's only 33, only 33. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. And, um, you know, like, look, his last fight was against Marlon Moraes, which was December, um, again, on that Usman Covington card. Uh, and he lost by a split decision. And I think the majority of people feel he won that fight. And same here. When you break it down and everything like that, I think Aldo did have the better of that fight. Um, but, you know, it is still classed as a loss, right, and before that, he had the, um, unanimous, dis- unanimous decision loss to Volkanovski, which, that one was, you know, it wasn't a great performance from Aldo, you know, but before that, man, you know, because, he, look, he'd Got the back-to-back losses to Max Holloway, right? But then he beat Jeremy Season, Stevens even, and um, Ronaldo uh, 
Camario. No, it's Morricano. Yeah, Camaro Morricano um, by TKOs. And they were both just impressive stoppages. So we still see that he's got that punching power. Right? So he's still got that. But I I think the thing about Aldo, he's gone away from those leg kicks. And that was a huge part of his success back in the day. You know, when, when, when we think about that, the way he, like... Chops like Chad Mendez's legs, you know, Uriah Faber's man, Kenny Florian's, you know, Frankie Edgar's. Like, he, he was so impressive with those leg kicks, which then led to his ability to knock people out and just, you know, fuck them up with the hands. But yeah, he, he, he went away from that. And no one really knows why, you know, and you could see that that was a big part in some of his losses, you know, the Max Holloway fights, the Volkanovski fight, and, like, he didn't fire really any leg kicks in the Marais fight, and I think this is the thing, right, we have seen him put on incredible performances, you know, Stevens and Morricano, but then just lackluster against Volkanovski. So it really depends on what Aldo we are going to see. And with the pandemic and all of that, how's his training been? You know, has he been able to train well? I if There's so many caveats leading into this fight. So... I'm probably going to go with Yan, right? Probably going to go with Yan because, look, we've we've seen Yan just be really elusive, right? Really elusive and just be able to really twerk those punches and really attack the body, Um, which is kind of what Volkanovski did to him, Right? So, there's that. Now, if Aldo can come back with those kicks and just be on that form that he showed in the stevens Morcano fight. Like, in the Marais fight, he was good. Right? But, we've seen him be better. So, if he can utilise those kicks, hey, Aldo could win this fight for sure. For sure. But, you know, as I said, look, it all depends on which Aldo goes in there. So, I'm going to go with um, Yan because he's probably been more consistent of late, okay? So, next up, another title fight and the co-main event. So, we're in the um, featherweight division here and we've got Alexander... The great Volkanovski against Max Blessed Holloway. So, let's have a look at this one, you know. Um, the great, he's 21 and 1, 
you know, 21 and 1. This is, um, yeah, great record. You know, he came to the UFC in, uh, what, 2016. And, yeah, he's just been on a roll. Just been on a roll since then. Um, and I don't think it was until, really, he fought the damage in 2018. Oh, Darren Elkins. That we were like, oh, this Volkanovski, you know, could be interesting. And then, uh, you know, then he just finished Chad Mendes, right? On the uh, Jones Gustafson 2 card, which was like, huh, alright, okay, interesting. You know, and then, yeah, he just dominated Jose Aldo, right? Which led to him getting a title shot. And he was so impressive against Holloway. And I think with with that was the fact that you could see that they had studied Max. You know, like... They were. Ju- they just knew what Max was going to do. They knew what he was going to do. They chopped at his legs. Right? So, Volkanovski had what? I think the first... Definitely the first two rounds. Easy. And a lot of those were legs. And when Holloway started coming into back into the fight... Right? It was that he just didn't have the power... Because his legs had been so fucked up. Right? So that was the thing. You know? That was the thing coming into this. And... Yeah. Like, he hits hard. But we saw Max be able to weather those heavy punches. You know? Um, yeah. So, now... This is like, again, as I said, look, the caveats, man. So, uh, old blessed, you know, who's the younger fire at 28? So, 21 and 5, you know, and you know, we've seen he is just had so many impressive fights, and he's not really knocking people out, he did get the TKO. On um, both of those Aldo fights, right? The Ortega fight and the uh, Pettis fight. But it's mainly an accumulation of shots, right? That's really the way Holloway will beat you. He just grinds you down, he outpaces you. That's what he does. You know, we're not seeing a first round stoppage from uh, old Holloway. But yeah, he he will just bring it. He's tough as fuck. That Poirier fight was a war. You know what I mean? And yeah, that like we saw him come back in the Volkanovski. But, you know, he didn't check those early leg kicks. Which was the problem. So there's. Is he going to check the leg kicks. Which is a big thing. Now the biggest thing. 
right? So Max has been saying that he hasn't been able to do any sparring, you know, any training with anyone because, hey, Hawaii's just been on serious lockdown, right? So he's just been training over Zoom. So that's the thing. But what he is saying, because he hasn't sparred, he's like, oh, this is the healthiest he's ever been coming into a fight. And I think, look, it's a fair thing to say, right? That you get to this point, Max has fought everyone. You know, he's fought everyone. Those two fights against Aldo, you know, Ortega, Frankie. Man, like, you know, Oliveira, he's, like, been in there with just some of the, some of the best, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, you know, he came to the UFC in 2013, you know what I mean? Um, no, actually 2012, you know? Um, so, yeah, he, he, he's been... He's been in there for a long-ass time, right? And, yeah, he's been doing his thing. He's fought Poirier. He's fought McGregor. Yeah, he lost those fights, right? But he's been in there, you know? And so he knows how to fight. This is the thing. Yes, he might not have sparred. He might not have been able to train like he usually does, but we know that Max knows how to do it, so I don't think that's necessarily the issue, you know, I I think it's about mindset, and I think it's just the coaching, right, so, you know, Zoom obviously isn't the most ideal, but, right, he can definitely get that knowledge, but it's what is his coach has been telling him, you know, has he been working on, you know, just the checking the kicks, right, I think it was when he was changed, he changed his stance that he was hitting um, Volkanovski and doing well, but because of the mobility, it did, it did leave him open, right, so it's just like, has he been able to just tweak those issues, and we think, look, it's, it's, you know, they're professionals. So you'd think, yes, yes, they would have addressed all of those things. But that's the caveat, right? You know, and, uh, you know, so that's what makes this fight so friggin' tricky. You know, um, and I think for now... Right, I think for now I'm probably going to go with Volkanovski uh, So it kind of depends on what Max looks like on the scale You know what I mean, just what his bearing is like Right, do I feel that he can win this For sure I think he can win this fight So as I said, it's just a few little tweaks just a few little tweaks. Mainly it was the leg kicks. That was the biggest thing that fucked him up in that first fight. You know, so I think if he corrects that, we're going to see something different. We're definitely going to see something different. But yeah, that that's what it comes to, right? 
So I'm gonna say Hollow. I'm just gonna say Volkanovski for now. But I might change that. You know? I might change that. And even if I don't, hey, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if um Holloway gets his belt back. So this main event, people, was meant to be Gilbert Burns, right? Because well, you know, if we actually think about it, it was always meant to be Massaval, you know? But couldn't come to terms. Couldn't come to terms. So Gilbert Burns steps in. But then last Friday we find out Burns. He's got the COVID. So he's dropped out. Usman didn't get on the plane. So we're just like, oh, what's happening? What is happening? Now, if that fight hadn't have happened, we still had a fucking great card. You know what I mean? But Masaval steps in six days notice. Now, this is the thing, right? A lot of people are making a deal over the notice, but Masvidal, he's fought in the backyard with Kimbo. Go, we know he's a scrapper, and also we know. Listen, like he's a professional, right? He's a professional, so he would have known that anything could happen. Everyone right now knows anything can happen right now. So, if you're sensible, you are keeping ready, you are training, and from, you know, word on the street, I mean, Dustin Poirier, <laughs> you know, but Masvidal has been training, he's been helping, you know, his teammates get ready, so he's been in there training, so, let's say six days notice, it's not really, you know, it's not really, because he's always known that Usman was the goal. So he's been training for Usman. You know. Especially when it was looking like they were definitely going to fight. Right. So he's been training for Usman. So let's look at this shit. Right. Um, yeah. Masvidal. Right. Game bread. It's for 35 and 13. God damn. God damn. Damn, you know, he came to the UFC, like, in, what, 2013, 2013, before that, he'd been doing his thing in strike force, you know, he was three and one in strike force, right, his only loss was his championship fight uh, against Gilbert Menendez, you know, but he was doing his thing there, Came to the UFC in 2013 it, against Tim Means, his first fucking fight. Won that. Then he beat Michael Chiesa. You know? So, yeah, he, he's been he's been in there fighting, doing his thing for a long ass time. And he has beaten some tough fucking people. And, yo, it's, you know. He um had that transformation, right? So he went away. He did that talk. He did that um reality show, that South American reality TV show. And he had a think, as he said. Look, he said this shit that 
you know, so many close fights that went to a decision. So it was just like, yo, I've got to got to change this shit, why am I leaving it to the judges, and he did what he said, he came back, and he baptised motherfuckers, showed that knockout of Darren Till, after being put on his ass, you know, in the first round, came back, got that knockout, then it was the motherfucking knee on Ben Askren, and then just, he, look, People say what the fuck they want. He was handling Nate Diaz. He was handling Nate Diaz. Right? And the fight was stopped because he had smashed up Diaz so bad. Right? It wasn't stopped for just, you know, a cut off uh, the gloves or some bullshit. No. Masvidal had been smashing him in the head. That leg kick he landed. So... You know, we know Gamebred, he, he can do it, right? He, you know, he he can take people, he's got some wrestling, right? He can take people down. He's got a few submissions. We don't see a lot of them, but he has got some submissions, right? But he's fighting Kamar Usman. You know what I mean? The Nigerian Nightmare. Who is 16 and 1. 16 and 1. Right? Hasn't lost in the UFC. Came to UFC in 2014. You know? And he was just chipping away. Just beating people. Look, he beat Leon Ledwards. He was the last person to beat uh, old Rocky Edwards. You know what I mean, but yeah, he he was just working away, and I think he really, you know, people really kind of took notice when he knocked out Sergio Moraes, you know, back on the Rock Old Branch um, card in 2017, you know, then he beat Emil Meek, Damian Meyer, Rafael dos Anjos, and. Dominated Tyrone Woodley. Just dominated him. And then, yo, he, you know, basically knocked out Kobe Covington. Got that TKO in the fifth round. In the fifth fucking round. Right? So, listen, and we've seen how he does it. He grinds people. Grinds them. And just remember... His last four fights, five rounders, you know, five rounders, so we know he can go the distance, we know he can work and keep that pace up, the pace doesn't drop, that Covington fight was so fucking fast paced, and it pretty much stayed that way all the way through, and um, yeah, we've seen his punching power. You know, being able to put Covington on his ass in the fifth round like that. So we know he has got heavy hands, right? And it's just his style. He will take you down. He will smother you. He will grind you. So that is the thing, right? That is the thing with this fight, okay? Um, 
And listen, when, when we look at it, when we break it down, right? Yes, Gamebred has probably got better hands than him. But can Gamebred stop the takedown? Because no one else has been able to do, really. No, because you think in that Covington fight, no one even went for the takedown, right? And when you look at this, okay, so he's been, he was training for Gilbert Burns, okay? So Burns, he's got that take, you know, he's got the uh, submission defense, so he's been working on that. But with that fight, you know that he was probably looking to keep it standing, Right, so having Mazadal step in, it's not really a bad opponent switch because he wanted he'd wanted to keep the Burns fight standing, and Masvidal is pretty much just gonna stand. Right, so it's gonna be the fight that he wanted against Burns. So really. Yeah, I mean, it's a good opponent for Usman um, with that step in. And, you know, with that grind and with everything like that, I think I'm going to take Usman. Now, can Masvidal win? For sure. For sure. Because, you know, as I said, look, Masvidal has got better hands than Covington. Right? He's got better hands. He's a good striker, and he's got that power, but we've seen Usman take heavy shots, he took some heavy shots from Covington, didn't phase him, didn't even take his fucking step back, so it's interesting, but yeah, Usman has that wicked takedown, that, you know, that wicked wrestling, and I think that, that could be the difference here. That could be the difference. So if Usman can, if um, Masvidal can stuff the wrestling, ooh, this is shit's gonna get interesting. But yeah, I'm, pr- yeah, I feel I'm gonna give it to Usman. Um, now we both, they both got weight cuts because we know as soon as the Burns fight got cancelled, Usman went and ate a little. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he, he went and uh, treated himself. So they both got weight cuts. And, uh, you know, it's not the best situation for either of those. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fucking interesting. It's going to be a war. It's going to be a great fight. I think Usman's got the edge. It's got the edge right now. Be interesting to see them on the scale. So again, maybe I will change this. But right now, I'm saying Usman. But goddamn, I cannot wait for this fucking card and these fights. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible, people. Ah, So, um, yeah, let's see um, how this all goes down. And if, uh, yeah, these picks are, um, you know, going to work out. And another thing we should point out, Masvidal won't have Mike Brown in his corner because Mike Brown has tested positive for uh, COVID. So there is that, you know. So, yeah, Brown, he probably would have um, been in Rebass's corner. Yeah, so there is that side of it. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Can't wait. 
Fight Island, here we come, baby. Okay, people, so, hey, a bit of news, I forgot. Fate, so everyone knows, the BF1 belt will not be on the line on Saturday. You know, it's only for the welterweight strap. Okay, but people, we're coming to the end of the episode. So a little news before we go. Now, you might have noticed Frankie Edgar's name wasn't mentioned. And that's because Pedro Munez tested positive and got pulled from the fight. I have an inkling that Edgar was offered Aljamain Sterling from some posts Sterling throughout on Twitter about he was going to the island and then fight wasn't accepted but that you know maybe i'm wrong okay so some fights being added so on the 15th jimmy rivera is fighting cody stamen oh man that's a fight right that's a fight and goddamn Cody you know what I mean staying busy and keeping out there after everything you gotta give it up to him and another fight so um you know uh gosh I can't pronounce these names man so um Andrea Andreas uh Mikadalius He's stepping in on short notice to fight Modesta Bacus, Boc, ah, Bacusas on the 15th. And also, um, uh, some interesting news. So, on the 15th, uh, Carla Esparza's was meant to fight Marina Rodriguez, but that got pulled because one of Rodriguez's corner tested positive for COVID. But that fight has been rebooked for the next week. So that's going down on the 25th. So I'm guessing that fits in with a quarantine period for Rodriguez. And she's come out all clear. Okay, so that's cool. So now we're into August, right? So on the 1st of August, Luke Sanders is fighting Chris uh, Gutierrez. Um, and then on the same card, Frankie Signs is down to be fighting Jonathan Martinez. So, um, yo, they're good. Now, the next week, Nas- Nazarat Hagarast is uh, he's down to be fighting Alex Munez. Uh, then on the 12th of September, yo. On the 12th of September, people, Glover Texera is down to be fighting Tiago Santos in a headline slot. So, Santos will be back from his leg injury. So, this is the thing, right? If Santos wins... Yo, like it will then be a, a big kind of toss-up who's fighting John Jones, right? Because San- everyone thinks that Santos might, you know, there's a talk that he might have won that fight. I think Jones did win that fight, but you know, there's that talk out there. And then we have the um you know the last one, Jan Blokovic. Like it's all you know, there'll be a free horse race. 
you know? And if Jones is going to give up his belt, which he hasn't, by the way, he hasn't given it up yet, who knows what's going to happen? Um, and then, on the 26th of September, Claudia Gadea will be fighting Yan Zian. So, we have some fights coming up, people. But, it is all about Saturday. Fight Island debut. Bisbing's debut on the pay-per-view bench. What? What? Goddamn 251. Can it get any better? I don't think so, people. Goddamn. So, um, yeah, of course, we will be uh, breaking that shit down after the fact. But we'll be here on Friday as well to, um, yeah, just talk about some other shit. You know what I mean? Break down some other things. I've got some things on my mind I want to talk about. So, yeah, we will catch you on Friday, people. Hey, take it easy. Pa-pa-peace.